0: what's up everyone welcome back to our first intro to blank racing series of the track talk season two um today we're going to be covering formula e um my dear friend emma my co-host my lovely co-host um did all the research for this one during the christmas break i am merely a listener yeah i am i'm gonna say nothing and you guys are probably like yeah we're we're done hearing your voice, so. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, know, I know nothing about Effie. Um, I know I that the cars that. are a lot quieter. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's Formula Electric. Yep. So um, other than that, I know nothing. I don't know any of the teams. I don't know any of the rules. Um, but I'm really excited to get into it. So without further ado, Emma, take it away.
1: Amazing. Yeah, so Formula E started Friday. Yeah. Like this last Friday. First race was in Mexico. Before we jump into it, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that thumbs up button, subscribe. <laughs> like, we're YouTubers now, we got to get that in there. Um, and if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, however you listen, if you like if you, if you like these episodes, if you like listening to us, if you're happy that Track Talk is back, just feel free to give us a five-star rating. It does actually help us out a lot. Um, and with that being said, let's jump into f- intro to formula E. You ready?
0: I'm so ready. If you have any questions, just cut me off. Yep, I will. Okay. No, I'll raise my hand.
1: That's so nice of you.
0: Respect. <laughs> so Formula E
1: is another single-seater racing series, like IndyCar, like Formula One, but it's the only electric series. And it's typically on street circuits. Some exceptions. Uh, it started in 2014. And you know how Formula E or, well, you know how Formula One is aiming to be net zero by yeah. 2030, 2035, whatever yeah. it is? Formula E has always been net zero. Yeah. So they have emission free racing um, across the globe. They, I think it's funny, they call it the planet's favorite sport. And it took me a second to be like, uh, no, but it, but the yes. planet, yeah. yes. But I was like, no, nah, it's not everyone's favorite sport. But I just, the wording kind of right. messed me up a little bit. By the way, I'm not a professional in Formula E. If I am wrong on anything, politely correct me. Don't make me cry. Politely. <laughs> I can take criticism. Um, I can't take bullying. (laughs) So if anything is wrong, let me know. I did this research. I haven't done research since I was in college, so this could be wrong. So the car manufacturers for Formula E will develop technology for their cars that you end up seeing in road cars. So they kind of go hand in hand. Um, 11 teams, 22 drivers. So just one more than Formula One. Okay, this is kind of all over the place, but just bear with me. I tried to organize it, but... I'm not professional. So there's 17 races this year, including double headers. And we don't see that in Formula One, but we do see that in IndyCar, Mm -hmm. which means two races over the course of a weekend. And the car used in Formula E is called the Gen 3. So the car itself, the chassis, the aero setup, the battery, and related bits are... related bits that's what it says related bits to like anything that goes with the battery the arrow the base um it's all spec so it's all everyone it's all the same and that's for reduced costs and then anything else so the the motor gearbox suspension they are team specific yeah similar to Indy, where they have this they have to pull from the same manufacturer and that just means that these cars are more on even playing grounds Mm -hmm. it's not the teams creating each individual part of the car. They only create bits. Mm-hmm. I thought this was interesting. In the first season, the electric motors were provided by McLaren in every car. Um, but then since then, there's been other brands that have entered uh, and built power units like Audi, BMW, Jaguar, Mercedes, Porsche. Porsche? 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 What is it? I, people say both. Okay, great. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting. I do want to get more into like how the car works, but I don't want to lose everyone right off the bat. So I'll save that for later. The weekend schedule... There's a practice on the Friday, 30-minute practice session, and then everything takes place on the Saturday. So they have another practice session in the morning, they have qualifying, and then they have the race, and it's all basically on one day. If it's a double header, it's it's the same thing. It's practice Friday, practice quality race, and then Sunday, practice quality race. So it's more condensed. It's
0: a lot of racing in one day. It's a lot. It's
1: a, it's a lot. But the races are also shorter. They don't do pit stops, which I thought that was interesting.
0: The tires don't need changing? Nope,
1: they don't do pit stops. Interesting. Yeah. So same as F1, the points are the same. So first place gets 25, down to 10th place getting one point. And there's driver championship, and then there's the constructors championship. So I'm really I'm really hoping you guys know what Formula 1 is, if you're listening to this. <laughs> I would assume that you do. Also the same, you get an extra point for having fastest lap. But additionally, you get three points for having pole position. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. And the way that they do qualifying is so interesting. I didn't watch it, but I wish I had. I only watched the race. So they it, the grid is split into two groups. We see that also in IndyCar. And it's usually based off their world championship position. At the start of the year, I don't really know how that, how that works, but two groups. And then they have a ten minute session to set the fastest lab. Um the top four from each group go on to the duels stage. And they quite literally go head to head in like a bracket system after that.
0: Wait, I kinda love that. No, I love it.
1: Like it's so fun. It's so I'm gonna if you're watching on YouTube, I'm gonna insert a picture of like how that looks. So there's quarterfinals four groups of two go and head to head. After quarterfinals, semifinals, the four fastest from the first. It, I feel like everyone knows how quarterfinals. I mean, <laughs> I would hope you know. And then the last stage, the finals, the two fastest drivers head to head. And I didn't understand it at first. I thought it just meant like the fastest eight go out together and then the fastest four. But no, like it's quite literally head
0: to head battles, which is. So how long do they have to set? Is it just one lap and one lap? Uh
1: yeah, to I a believe lap. I believe it's a pace lap and then one lap. because um, oh you no. can't
0: you can't throw them out there for five minutes at a time. No.
1: So quarter it says quarterfinals last for 15 minutes like total. Oh. So there's four groups that have to go in those 15 minutes. I would assume. I don't think like I don't think that they have 15 minutes each to set the lap. Right. Unless I'm wrong. And I don't know I don't know everything. This is just what I found out.
0: That sounds like a long time.
1: Yeah, right. Because that that would be like an hour to get through quarterfinals. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. The race is an hour sometimes. Okay. So the grid, we have uh, obviously the first eight are set up. And then after that, the corresponding drivers. Okay. I'm going to restart. So let's say a driver from group A got pole position. So the corresponding drivers from all of group A, the pole sitters group, line up in the odd spots. So there's the top eight that went to the duels, and then ninth, eleventh, thirteenth, so forth. Group B will fill the even slots. Mm. So okay, yeah, that's so it's just the pull. It's the pulsator that decides. Okay. Um, race A, they have a standing start, but they start further back from their starting positions, and then they move forward into their starting grid. Why? I don't know okay I don't really know but it happens and they have a predetermined number of laps but they can add laps because mm. <laughs> I know so if there's a safety car yellow flag red flag they add laps or they can, they don't always but they can to I don't know why I don't know why but I think just to make sure that the race isn't interrupted like they want these drivers to finish their full so
0: is it like if it's a close race they'll add and if it's like if it's not really close at all then they'll they'll just let it end
1: no it's it's based off safety cars or yellow flags or if there's no a, i know if but like race interruption they'll
0: add laps say like i'm speaking in f1 terms but say like max verstappen has a 20 second lead but there's a red flag we would we add those laps we wouldn't, like, would they not add those laps back because the race is already, like, pretty much decided? No, or, like, would how do they decide whether they add them or not? They would still add them, probably. So what? When, Why? When would they not add them?
1: Um, If there is no yellow flag, red flag, safety car. But you're
0: saying that they sometimes add them and they sometimes don't. Mm-hmm.
1: It's the FIA that decides.
0: I don't know. Okay.
1: But they have to announce it three laps before the like. In the Mexico, race. there were 35 laps. And then at lap 32, they were like, we're adding two. And so it was 37.
0: Um, but It's they- like stoppage time in, in soccer, which you don't understand. I was but like, I'm a lot of you do." sorry.
1: I don't know that. There's usually an hour given for the race. That's usually how long it takes. And then based off safety car, any interruptions, then they add the lap. This is cool. This is what we've talked about this before. We briefly mentioned it. Remember how I... I think in one of our last episodes, I talked about how there was like a boost for Formula E cars mm-hmm. that if they get off the racing line, they can activate this boost. It's called attack mode, which is so cool. They have to drive off the racing line and they it's literally just like a stretch of, it's usually around a, a corner or a turn. Um, they go through the special activation zone is what it's called, which is unique for each circuit.
0: And beca- So it's like a DRS
1: zone. Like where you can use Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's only at certain parts during the lap or during the on the track. And so as a reward for taking a slower line through the corner, they collect an extra 50 kilowatts of power um, for a limited amount of time published by the FIA pre-race. So drivers can choose to get that extra speed to help them race faster and give them an edge against their competitors. But that's also risky because you're going off the racing line, yeah. which track might not be as... Yeah. Yeah. So you can use their attack mode drivers can use their attack mode tri- twice and it's they have to decide if they're going to do an even split. So from what I saw, they had 4 minutes of attack mode. So it was like 1 minute the first time, 3 minutes the second time or 2 and 2 or 3 and 1. And I think that's predetermined or it's it's decided like when they before they go into attack mode what they want to do. Um however, in Jakarta at the EPRI last year, they changed it so it was eight minutes of attack mode. And in Mexico it was also eight minutes of attack mode. so I don't know if they've just like upped it permanently or if this was a one-off for the start of the season or if it's something that's predecided, predetermined before the start of each race. So it's gonna say if you're watch if you're watching the race, it's going to say attack. You know, like on the little table, like on the side. Yeah. And it counts down. And oh, so okay. that's how much time that these drivers have left with that extra 50 kilowatts of power. But
0: you can only use it in certain spots in the...
1: No, so you can only activate it during certain spots. Oh, but then you, I see. you carry that extra power for however, however long, long you want. For four want. minutes, three okay. minutes, whatever it is. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Amazing. This might change. Um, They have talked about doing an attack charge and having drivers have to pit for 30 seconds to have the charge during a pit stop and then they can activate attack mode. They want to introduce this in April at... What race? In Italy for around six and seven. I don't understand how that's going to work because these drivers don't necessarily have to pit any... Like, they don't need to pit. Right, That's not a thing. And so I don't know if it's going to actually be beneficial because they're losing out on 30 seconds as opposed to going off the racing line when they, it's risky, but they don't lose 30 seconds, but they might not be able to use attack mode
0: unless they go in for attack charge. In the so pitstop. I wonder if it gives them a higher kilowatt boost if they charge up. It's still saying 50, like an oh, extra 50. Okay. So so there's know. really no, ben, like there's
1: nothing... It just, it's more entertaining to see who actually goes into the pit stop. who, who takes like, the risks, yeah. right? But with the introduction of pit stops, teams are not allowed to double stack, as they are in Formula One. Um, this was interesting. They used to have a fan boost, which means fans during the race. Can't wait, I knew this. Fans during the race could vote on who they, which driver they wanted to give the extra energy to, uh-huh. power to. They don't do that anymore. I don't know why, but they don't. Uh, um, Nick
0: DeVries days, that's when, Yeah, that's the last time I kind of paid attention. That's
1: the fan boost. Yeah. Interestingly, pole position. I feel like this is, this is this goes with Formula 1 too, but they use the most energy. Like they're the ones punching the hole in the air. Everyone else is in their slipstream behind them for the mm-hmm. most part. Um so not everyone wants to be pole. Like yeah, you get those extra 3 points, but you're using so much more power mm-hmm. right off the bat that it's almost not worth it. Well, first and second
0: both would really. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. A lot of drivers will choose to use attack mode right away to try and get an advantage, to try and gain spots earlier on in the race. I noticed that when I was watching Mexico, they all, almost all drivers chose to go for the attack right away. So I feel like it's like you want your strategy to be comparable to the cars around you. A a lot of drivers will do the same thing. I think that's it for like the, yeah, they don't have pit stops, which I thought was weird, but it makes sense because they're not just managing the tires. They're managing the power, like the battery. I really, really hope I don't lose people here, but I think I might. I'm going to explain how the battery works because when they start the race, they only have enough battery power to make it about 70% of the race and they need to make up 30% during the race. So that is where the kinetic energy recovery system comes in. And we see that in Formula One as well. So Formula E cars, they work like any other electric road vehicle. So there's a battery pack which provides power there's an inverter which takes the electricity created by the battery it converts it from a direct current to an alternating current which is a charge the motor uses this power to drive the transmission and the transmission transfers the energy generated by the engine to the wheels that's a lot and i'm so sorry if i've lost some people there cuz i don't i hate science and- you nearly lost me i know this is a lot so the electric motor, and this we see this in Formula One with their hybrid system, it houses the regenerative braking mechanism, which is when pressure is taken off the accelerator and the brakes are applied, slows the vehicle down, converting its kinetic energy into electricity, which recharges the battery. Okay. So essentially when you brake, they it it takes that. It takes that energy and it just—it literally just goes back into the battery. And I don't really know how else to explain it because I hate science. And okay. this is really confusing. Um, so the recovered energy is stored for later use under acceleration. So these drivers can't just give 100% all the time because then they, they don't have any more energy to pull from. And we see that in Formula One as well. So the hybrid system, they started in 2009 and a lot of teams actually hated it. They didn't. They didn't want to do it, or they like chose not to um, until 2013 when it was mandatory. And so we see like the is it KERS or K E R S? I know people call it something else. K E yeah K E R S, and then also the engine recovery system. But Formula E doesn't have that because they don't have an engine. <laughs> have I lost you? No. Okay. Anyway, so during a race, they need to. They They. That's how they. That's how they reget that power. Is by braking. And you see that in regular cars too. It just, that's it. That's science. I don't understand it. I'm sure there's engineering students who are listening to this right now and saying, Oh, punching their steering wheel. They're probably just like, What the fuck is
0: she talking yes, about right 100%. now?
1: 100%. I have tried to do my research. That was a lot. And I'm really sorry if I've butchered that. Essentially, all you need to know is that when these drivers break, that they're conserving their energy. Yes. Yeah. And it, and they can reuse that energy. Mm-hmm. And that's how they make up that extra 30%. Ta-da. Um, yeah. Because during like the last two laps, they were down to like 2% energy because
0: it also shows in so that So is that table. where you want to be? Like, do you want to be near the end? Yeah. And it does show you like mm-hmm. percentage-wise where everyone's at? Yeah. Okay, so cool. towards the end of the race, they start showing it
1: and then you can see it go down and then back up slightly when they're braking. Like, it's it's pretty interesting. I want to talk about some drivers and some teams. Please do. Okay. So these teams are going to sound familiar because we see them in other motorsport series. Um, DS Penske. So oh, I'm going to butcher some of these names. And I'm so sorry. Uh, Stoffel Van Dorn was a McLaren driver. Yeah. So we, yeah, yeah. So he's now formula E. Um, he left at the end of 2018 and we saw Lando and Carlos take over. Uh, jean Eric Verne from France. He's also Penske. Jake Dennis. Do you know that name?
0: Did he podium this weekend?
1: No. Okay. But he did win Formula E last year with Andretti
0: Global. Okay. He didn't even
1: make it into the duels for qualifying, unfortunately. Okay. So not like a great start. He's a Red Bull simulator driver. Okay. And he had mentioned he was talking about the RB20, and he said, we've got an extremely fast car for the Red Bull team. I would expect us to become champions again this year. He said it's probably going to be quite a dull season in Formula 1 with Max dominating. So Jake, Jake Dennis has said this. Damn, again? Yeah. I can't do that again. I mean, but he, <laughs> Jake, Jake's not a Formula One driver. Yeah. He's a simulator driver. Yeah. So it's, he, he knows what he's talking about, but he's not the one actually in the car.
0: I might, I'm actually just going to pull my phone out while you're talking so I can just look these guys up so I can put an, a face to the name. Okay. Because I assume when you, you do the YouTube editing, you'll just try. insert like a quick pic.
1: Probably. I'll try. Um, Nick DeVries, we all know and love him. He started last. For the
0: Mexico Grand Prix. So he's
1: back? He's back. He's Formula E. Oh. He's also WEC. He's doing both. Oh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because I knew he was in WEC, but I didn't Formula know that e. he went back to FE. Okay. But
1: different team, but he is back with Formula E. And I had wrote, he finished 15th, but I had wrote that when there was still like 10 laps left and I didn't need to change it. So I was like, oh. So what team is he on? Mahindra Racing.
0: Oh. 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 We didn't talk about that. No, but we'll get into it. Okay. We'll wait till till your little recap's over. Okay. I've never heard that team of of, of that team in my life till this past week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nick is racing from my God, I think that's how you pronounce it, Mahindra racing. We have some things to say about them. But we'll wait, we'll wait. Just because I'm looking out for the girlies here. Pascal Verlin, he's very hot. <laughs> <laughs> so David David Coulthard was at the Formula E. Uh, race this weekend oh, this guy is so your type Pas- pascal yeah. oh he's so my type like to a t um but david this weekend was interviewing him and as he was walking away, i was like he's a handsome man like he <laughs> is a very handsome man uh pascal raced in formula one uh he actually raced for sauber so oh, sauber. really yeah and manor anyway so he's he's a name that i'm sure some people know but yeah now he races for the porsche porsche uh, However, you want to say it, Formula E team. And he he won yesterday. He got pole position and he managed to hold on. There was a point where Sebastian Buemi Buemi, I think that's how you pronounce it, who was second, overtook first for a little bit, but he managed to get it back. So I'm not saying that this is like someone we have to watch out for because I truly really, I don't know these drivers. I don't know their skill level. Right. But it's the first race this season. your first race this season. Um funny, there is another Maximilian in Formula E. Can't, I can't. go back there. <laughs> like Max Emilian. Yeah. No, just no. His name is actually Max Like that's his full name. This I thought was really interesting. So I was talking to uh, our friend Jill because she asked me how like what team I was looking like kind of rooting for because this is the first time I've ever watched Formula E. And I'm not going to lie, Jaguar Racing, Jaguar T- TCS Racing. I'm kind of living for it right now. So... There's two drivers, Mitch Evans and Nick Cassidy. They're both from New oh, Zealand.
0: Nick Cassidy
1: podium this weekend. Yes. Right. So they're both from New Zealand. Mitch Evans had raced for Jaguar last year, and Nick Cassidy raced for Envision Racing. Okay. And it was down to the wire for those two last year. They were rivals, pretty much, with a two-point difference between them, Nick finishing with 199 and Mitch finishing with 197. And now... They have to work together. Now they're teammates? Now they're teammates. Okay. But it was like a fierce rivalry last year between them and the point standings. Um, so I'm excited to see how they work together. They they did pretty good this weekend. I know Nick Cassie podiumed. I think um, Mitch Evans, I think he got fifth. Like, I think he wasn't too far behind. But I'm living for, for that. Even though there's nothing there to be
0: living for yet,
1: I'm kind of living for it.
0: No, I love it. Right? It would be like... It would be like if you
1: put... Um, Lewis and Fernando. I was
0: literally going to say. It would be like if you put K-Megs and Nico on a team together.
1: Uh, <laughs> they are?
0: Yeah, but they were rivals.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But, like, being so close in the point standing, I would say, like, remember you know how last year it was Fernando and Lewis? Yeah. That were super close. It would be, like, putting them on a team together this year. Like, Fernando all of a sudden made the switch to Mercedes. And now they have to race together. Anyway the stands were absolutely packed in mexico like everyone that's awesome like i didn't like i obviously if there's a huge racing like a motorsport race happening wherever i'm sure it'll it's pretty popular but i didn't realize that how busy it would be so it's so exciting to see i do want to add that people are not happy with the streaming of it where did you watch it tsn i watched on tsn and like plus
0: or on is it on like cable
1: it's on cable. Okay, it, it's not on. It is on TSN Plus, but you have to pay an extra for TSN Plus. And I just log into my parents' cable.
0: No, I don't watch
1: yeah. it. Um, and I guess last year, and years before, years previous, it was on Eurosport in the UK. And, okay, and now it is not. It is now being taken over by TNT, which is a different. Oh yeah, and I guess the fee for that is like thirty euros monthly,
0: because TNT is it. an American. Uh, broadcast i believe because they do nba and nhl
1: regardless people are not happy um any like promoting of formula e people are in the comments being like this is the first year i'm not watching you make it impossible to watch like why would you do this and i understand having to pay to watch but i do think you're 30 30 euros a month month is 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 actually insane when i was paying for tsm plus it was like ten dollars a month um i pay annually for formula one which is like 90 canadian yeah a month, for a or year 90 a year which makes sense. like yeah. it's good so i don't understand the pricing to be able to watch formula e and like if all you if you're like me all you watch is motorsports like why would i pay 30 30 dollars just for this one sport like it doesn't it doesn't well it's
0: not doing it any favors because when f2 f Three and F1 and F1 Academy are on one streaming platform. Then I know, and I don't understand why it's not. It's a formula series, it is,
1: it's an FIA governed series. So it should be
0: on F1 TV.
1: But they have their agreement with TNT that they're Ah. not going to go to F1 TV anytime soon. And they were never on F1 TV, but at least before it was easier to watch. And I think this has completely screwed over trying to get a new audience in because it's it's hard to watch. Right. Like it it was hard. I honestly didn't know if I'd be able to because I don't pay for TSM Plus anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I realized I could use the cable. Yeah. Um, But not everyone pays for cable. Right. And especially in Canada, in the States, like it's not the easiest. It's not the easiest to watch. Mm -hmm. And especially now I know in the UK, also not the easiest to watch um and so i'm so sorry for people that reach out and they're asking like how do i watch it what do i do it's like you have to pay like you you need to or if
0: if any of our besties from europe want to tell us where if you were able to watch it how you were able to watch it where you were able to watch it then we can put that Mm -hmm. out to the masses as long as it's not illegal yeah it can't be illegal (laughs) Um, we can can put you in contact with someone who can tell you though
1: right (laughs) right um but i think that Partnering with TNT is a bit of a mistake. They, Formula E has has partnered with content creators this year. So James, the comedian, um, Michaela, she loves F1, um, Caroline, F1 Caroline. Like, they are all- Man V. Man v as well. The uh, most motorsport. motorsport. So they're all going to F- FE races this year. Like, they are creating content for their followers. And now their followers
0: are like, wait, but how do we watch? Right. And I just don't think, and especially that was like, out. especially I know that Manvi covers all racing series, mm-hmm. but Michaela's—it's in the name. Like, she loves Formula One, so like a lot of her fans did come to her because of Formula One. Mm-hmm. And James makes a lot of like Formula One and IndyCar um, content. So yeah, for those people who are used to like having a racing series kind of like right in front of them, it would be super tough to like try to convert them to a new racing series that they can't watch very like easily
1: i love that they're working with these uh content creators they didn't really think it through to like bringing in a new audience like you you're missing a step there like right like i love working right these
0: content creators can only do so much right they can promote your series as much as they can but they still need like their their followers still need somewhere to watch it so yeah okay it's a little frustrating it's
1: a little frustrating um, similar to F1, the teams must field at least two rookie drivers during an FP1 during mm-hmm. the season. Okay. So we see that with Formula 1, they'll have like their reserve driver or a rookie come in for a session. Formula E has to do that as well. During the race, I thought this was interesting. I don't know if Formula 1 does this. I don't think they do. But Scott Elkins, the race director, FIA race director, actually spoke to all the drivers during the race through the headset um, oh, okay. There was a crash at turn 17 and he said it went through to all the drivers on the radio. Stay hard right through 17 car in the middle of the road, hard, like take a hard right through 17, like making sure that that information was to all the drivers and not relying on the team principals to get that information out there. Mm, like it was I kind of appreciate that FIA racing director that made that information. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. So that is Formula E. In a nutshell, the next race is—I meant to look it up and then I forgot. January 26th and twenty-seventh is a double header. It's in, in Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. That's Formula E. Remember that race days on Saturdays. Yeah. This is gonna be tough well, for me to Sundays watch. Well, sometimes Sundays too, if it's a double. If header. it's a double header. Yeah. Right. It's gonna be tough for me to watch because I have Sundays. Yeah. so that I don't work on Sundays, so I can watch sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Saturdays, you work. Throws me off a little bit because I do work, but I will try. Because it's from Saudi Arabia, it might be at like like super early or super late for us. So Probably. Yeah. Any questions? Um, I don't know. I guess I just have to figure out like who I wanna
1: root for. <laughs> I love the McLaren FE team as well. I love that McLaren is just everywhere. What are their names once more? Yeah, so jQs Hughes and Sam Bird. Okay. Is on the McLaren FE team. So there's there's less races than the Formula One calendar and that means these drivers can do other things. So a lot of these drivers are also um, reserve drivers or test drivers or um, like Nick DeVries, I said, he's going to WEC. So, but WEC is also very, very spread out. So a lot of times they will, like the WEC drivers will do other things. Yeah. Okay, That is Formula E. I apologize if I got some things wrong. I'm sorry about trying to explain science. (laughs) I hated science in school, so... (laughs) Like, I think that was physics. I don't, yeah. I never took physics. All I know is that when they break, they save energy or they, they convert back into power. Mm-hmm. I think that, that
0: came across very clear. That was good. Oh, I, think I so. so. I'm so sorry.
1: Uh, let's talk about Mahindra. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Mahindra is a Formula E team and they decided to hire an AI content creator f- for the team yes. instead of working with an actual physical Female content creator? Yes, yes,
0: like a lot of backlash because she was she was a, a AI a she was female, female a... AI creator,
1: and it's like there are hundreds of other motorsports content creators you could work with and you're gonna go with someone who's not even real I don't know they got a lot of backlash rightfully so, and
0: they decided to scrap it did they scrap it because mm-hmm. their statement okay, I wasn't sure their statement was kind of um open it just sounded like they like heard our feedback but they weren't going to do anything about it but maybe
1: they scrapped it i think from the what they posted it seems like they have decided not to go forward with the ai content creator which makes sense like i don't know why they would do that yeah it's uh... it's weird like I like i love using chat gpt ai is great for some things but not like why you're taking positions away or like opportunities
0: away from people that deserve it Because there's a robot who can do it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. There's just so many amazing female Mm -hmm. content creators in motorsports. And there's not a lot of, like, opportunity. So for this opportunity, it's one opportunity this team wants to use a content creator to be taken by, yeah, an AI content creator is, like, honestly a slap in the face to a lot of females, I would say. Yeah. So... Or just content creators in general, because that's a job that any content creator could take.
1: Yeah. That's Formula E. Weird track talk. <laughs> that's it? Well, I don't know. I, I guess we can end it there. Um, if, again, if I'm wrong about some things or I've got some things wrong, like, just send me a message. I'm still learning the sport, Yeah, too. if you're a longtime FE fan, yeah, reach out. Let us know how this sport works. Anything that we're missing. Anything that's important. I'm kind of in on their quality. It's so fun. Yeah. The, the, the yeah, it's cool. Um it wasn't the race itself was entertaining. It wasn't very long. Um so how long does a race usually last? Like you said like about an, around an about hour. About an hour. Okay. It yeah. is a quick race. Yeah. But I guess that's why they have everything on one day cuz they have the time for it. Yeah. Oh, when Formula E first started, they had to switch cars. Like the battery wouldn't last long enough for a race, and so they would have to come in and switch into a brand new car. Oh,
0: what? Like these drivers would have two cars. It's like a pit stop, but like a full But like on they car. full on just change cars. Okay, that's that super anymore. interesting. That also is not very like... It's strange. Uh, that, it doesn't sound like super efficient. So I'm glad that they changed yeah. that. But literally there's
1: just clips of them like running out of a car and running into a new one. So anyway, we've improved after 10 years. We've
0: come a long way. So I guess for our, our Formula One fans who are trying to get into it, um, you know, some familiar faces that we've mm-hmm. um, noted. So if you need, like, a an immediate person to root for, Mr. Nicky is there. Mm. It's nice to see him back in the car. Yeah, but... So, I mean, he went from
1: 22nd to 15th. There were four retirements, but still. Yeah. We shall see. We'll keep up with it. Um, our focus is still Formula One and IndyCar, but, you know, we're trying to expand a little bit and... We hope you guys.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. No, I could not watch like four racing series one in one weekend. So <sighs> no. we'll just keep up with it when we can. Yep. That's yeah. But
1: it's exciting to watch. Exciting to learn a little bit more. Stay tuned for our next intro episodes. Intro to WEC. Intro to Indie. Coming up eventually. But that was intro to Formula E. And we are Track Talk. Catch out for now.